Hi, and welcome to the In Ella's Element podcast. This is where I talk about all the things I'm interested in, but particularly witchcraft and Japanese culture. So this is going to be my first podcast today, so I'm sorry if I sound a little bit awkward, but I'll do my best and we'll see how we go. So today what I want to talk about is the tips that I would give to beginner witches. So those of you who might not have had any experience in witchcraft and magic before, but have become interested in it and are just starting out on their witchy path. So unfortunately, one of the first things I'm going to have to talk about is other people's reactions. So if you choose to tell people that you are a witch or that you want to become a witch, you're going to have to get ready for people not having, let's say, positive reactions to it. So you may get uber religious people telling you that you're going to hell for practicing witchcraft. And unfortunately, this is something that a lot of us come across. I know that I've had a few messages from people who are religious telling me that I'm going to go to hell, that I'm going to be damned, that I'll go straight to hell and I'll never be able to get out for practicing witchcraft. And at first, I have to admit, it did bother me because I always felt like, well, why do you have the right to come and tell me that? I'm going to go to hell for doing something that brings me so much happiness and doesn't harm other people. But after a while, you sort of just grow a thick skin and it just, you know, it just goes over you. But remember that these people who are talking to you or messaging you over the phone might not really have the best idea of what witchcraft is. They're told by the media that it's something evil, that it's, you know, that it's like devil worship. And they get told this by the media, they get told this by their family. So when someone comes up to you and tells you that you're going to hell for practicing witchcraft, it's going to be somebody who doesn't have a clue what they're talking about. So my advice would be just ignore it. And I know that's easier said than done, but you've got to remember that it's something that is going to bring you a lot of happiness. So if somebody else doesn't like what you're doing or has a problem with it, that's on them. And remember that you can't start having a go at them for their religion because their religion is just as valid and they have as much right to it as you do with your magic and your witchcraft. And I mean, you can try to educate people about what witchcraft is and try to tell them that they haven't got quite the right idea of it. And some people may be willing to learn and may be willing to listen to you, but a lot of other people won't. They'll be stuck in their ideas about what witchcraft is and It's best just to save your energy. Don't bother wasting your time with people like that and just carry on going. Now, I want to make sure that people understand that not all religious people are like this. You won't have every single religious person in the world screaming at you or sending you messages over the phone saying you're going to hell, so on and so forth. There will be religious people who are interested in what you're doing and will be really accepting of it and just really helpful and everything like this so don't worry and think that the minute you tell someone that you're going to become a witch or that you are a witch that you're going to have a witch hunt after you it's not always the case and there are a lot of tolerant people out there okay so the next thing I'm going to have to talk about is people will come up to you and say Harry Potter isn't real when you tell someone you're a witch a lot of people will say to you oh do you think that Harry Potter is real And it's one of the most annoying things that I think I've ever heard about witchcraft, as if Harry Potter invented witchcraft, as if witchcraft only belongs in Harry Potter. The witchcraft that most witches talk about and the witchcraft and magic that's in Harry Potter are two completely different things. Most of the witches I know don't run around with cloaks on, screaming Expelliarmus, waving a wand about. Now, if you want to do that, fine. Sounds fun to me. But it's not the same thing 
but you will have to get used to people telling you oh Harry Potter isn't real you know and as annoying as it is like just try to laugh about it because it's just such a ridiculous thing to say that laughter is the best response to something like that unfortunately it's not just people who don't practice witchcraft who will have a problem with you practicing it some witches and I emphasize the word some witches aren't very pleasant now what I mean by this is that the few say oh I'm becoming a witch or I'm interested in witchcraft and I want to learn more about it there are some witches and as I said some who will tell you that you're only doing it because it's fashionable or that you think it's cool or that you're not really into it and it's so heartbreaking to hear because it's just so it's just so awful because witchcraft and witches are meant to be very um, open and very accepting of other people and to hear that there's other witches out there saying that they don't want other people joining witchcraft as if it's some mean girls type group it's just heartbreaking to hear so you will get some witches who tell you that you're only doing it for a fad or for like fashionable reasons and as heartbreaking as that is you have again you have to ignore it because at the end of the day witchcraft isn't a fad and it isn't a fashionable thing although it has become more fashionable and I'll go into that maybe in another podcast but you just have to keep going do you and then find more accepting witches to talk to because there's so many witches who will be so excited for you to start witchcraft and for to be able to help you like learn about it and whatnot there'll be a really good source of information and support because as I said there are other people who will be a bit nasty about you becoming a witch but there's so many witches who will be there to support you so please don't judge witches based on the select few who think witchcraft is somehow their property and no one else can be a part of it but them. I've been a witch all my life to be honest but I only really acknowledged it when I was probably in my early 20s I'd say but I still had witches telling me when I became more vocal about being a witch that I was only doing it for a fad that I was only doing it because other people did it and I thought I would look really cool and hearing people say that about something that you've done most of your life it's just a really horrible thing to hear and it's really hard and it will upset you but you just have to keep going and you know that at the end of the day you're going to do something really special while they're just moaning about other people joining witchcraft so you know that you're winning and that you're going to have a fun time in your witchcraft so I've been talking about people's reactions if you tell them that you're a witch and while I personally think it's not better but I would rather be open about witchcraft and stuff and that what I do is my practice a lot of people aren't comfortable and a lot of people won't tell them and there's a phrase staying in the broom closet it's not a phrase that I'm in love with to be honest I think it's just a little bit tacky but uh, so people staying in the broom closet means that they don't come out and tell people that they're a witch or they might only tell a select few people that they're a witch and that is completely fine You know, you don't have to be spreading it all over social media. But if you do want to spread it over social media, obviously go for it. That's great. But it's not a requirement. You don't have to show people or tell people that you're a witch. And as witchcraft is such a spiritual and very personal uh, thing, I think that sometimes it's better to keep some things to yourself. I don't think that you should have to. But if you want to, I do think that it's a perfectly valid option. So my next piece of advice, and it's really obvious and really simple, and it can be summed up in one word, 
but it's read. So what I mean by that is that you should read as much as you possibly can. There are so many books out there that are really useful, that have so much information that you will find really, really helpful. So just read as much as you can. And I might do another podcast episode about books that I would recommend. So if you want to hear about that, I might do another podcast about that. It's best to read lots of books as well, because as witchcraft is such a huge topic and there's so many different opinions about it and there's so many different ways you can look at it it's best to read as much as you can because you can find different opinions about it so you know you can find really interesting points of view but if you just read one book and you think that's it I know everything there is to know about witchcraft then well frankly you're just wrong you know witchcraft is such a huge topic and it spans across the world and across history and across cultures that you will never know everything there isn't to know about witchcraft. So I'm sadly, that's just a fact. It'd be awesome if you could know everything. But in the way, I think it's also quite nice that you can't know everything about witchcraft. You're always learning. So I think that's quite a nice thing as well. So don't get overwhelmed with how much information is out there. And don't panic thinking, I'm never going to be able to know all of this. I'm never going to be able to learn it all. Because you will not. And that's just a fact. I would advise that maybe start with two subjects that you're already initially interested in and then research those so be it crystals be it herbs be it trees or whatever you know search and research about those two things and then afterwards once you think you've got a good knowledge of those two things maybe add another thing and then maybe another thing and just build your knowledge like that it'll be a much easier way to do it and I think it'll be better so you don't feel quite so overwhelmed be careful with books as well that appear to be more witchcraft aesthetic related rather than actual witchcraft. I hate using the term actual witchcraft because I couldn't tell you what that actually meant if you paid me. But there are a lot of books out there that just sort of um, trivialise it and make it as if it's quite a fashion or something like that. So avoid those sort of books. But obviously, you don't have to go and search for 2,000-year-old books that are covered in dust, and that's the only valid type of information that you'll find. There's lots of modern books that are really useful and really helpful. While I love books, and while I'll always say that books are a really good source of information, there are other ways you can learn about witchcraft as well as books. There are now podcasts high and there are youtube videos and youtubers who focus mainly on witchcraft a name that comes to mind is harmony nice who focuses on wicca in her videos and wicca is a religion that has lots of witchcraft within it even on social media you'll find a lot of people sharing on instagram or on twitter infographics and so on about witchcraft and their tips for um, beginner witches and it's with those they are really useful but remember that they are very much that person's opinion. They're not always going to be the golden rule of witchcraft, because as I say, there aren't really golden rules of witchcraft, and it is a very subjective personal thing. So always bear that in mind, and bear that in mind with books that you read as well. You know, the author might have a particular agenda that they want to put into their book, and, you know, they might have a particular way of thinking that they'll put into their book, and you might not agree with it. So always watch out for things like that with books and with any type of information. You know, I have a few books in mind that I think would be really useful for beginner witches and seasoned witches, to be honest. So I think if I do another episode, 
purely based on books for witches. I think that might be a good idea. The next thing I want to talk about is witchcraft tools. So in witchcraft, there are certain tools that you don't need. I will never say that you need a specific tool for witchcraft. As long as you've got yourself and your energy, you're sorted. There are tools that will come in handy and that can make it easier for you to do your witchcraft and to use your magic. And these are sold in a lot of places, especially online these days. But you don't need to spend a lot of money on these tools. Sometimes the best tools are the ones that you make yourself because you've put your energy into that tool. That tool's going to understand you and it's going to be adapted to your will and to your magic. For example, my wand that I use for my magic was, I like to say it was given to me by the woods. So my fiancé and I were walking in the woods one day. I think we just wanted to get some fresh air. And we're walking through the woods and I came across this tree. And hanging from this tree was a twig with another twig encircled around it. That is now my wand and it was given to me by the woods. And I think that was such a lovely thing and I didn't have to spend a penny for it. So I made my own broom from wood that was from the woodland near me. And it's just, it's a very lovely thing to make your own tools because you put all this energy into it and you put all this time into it. So every time you use it, it's just that little bit more special. Obviously, not everyone might have the means to make their own tools. Maybe you live in a big city and you can't really get to things like that. And that's fine. And buying tools is valid. But I would stress to make sure that you know where your tools are coming from buy from independent sellers I mean this way you're probably less likely to get something that was mass produced in a factory and also you're helping out a small business which is always a lovely thing please don't spend loads of money on tools thinking that if you don't have them that you won't be able to be a witch or that you won't be able to do it properly or whatnot because you will be able to do it properly you don't need to spend so much money that you bankrupt yourself in order to become a witch find a tool that you think will be the most useful that you really think that you want and spend your money on that and focus on that one tool for the time being then maybe later add to it with other tools but please please don't think that you have to spend lots and lots of money because you really don't and I feel like I should warn you that a lot of tools may look very beautiful but are really impractical and will break within five minutes I remember there was a fad a few years ago and it was selling crystal ones as in ones that you would use for your witchcraft. I don't mean ones as in like selenite ones, which are hunks of crystal. I mean ones that are made out of crystal that you use for your witchcraft to make a circle and so on. Now, these were beautiful looking things, but they broke within five minutes of using them. And you don't want to have to keep buying a new wand every five minutes. And I think buying from independent sellers, you're not always guaranteed, obviously, but I think it's more likely that you'll get a tool that's of better quality of better value for money and someone else will have put lots of time into it especially if it's handmade now a lot of people i know disagree with being gifted tools so someone buying you a tool say for christmas or for your birthday or just for any reason a lot of people don't like that because they feel a tool should be something that you pick out for yourself now i can see why people think like this but i also think that for a lot of people being gifted tools might be the only way that they can receive them because of a lack of funds or a lack of money or whatever like that and I think that as long as the tool has been given to you by someone who knows you really well who has your best interests at heart 
and who's interested in your magic and witchcraft. I think it's fine to be gifted tools. And as well, if you feel that there's negative energy on this tool, you can always cleanse it, spend some time to get rid of that energy and to replace it with your own. Most of the tools that I have have either been gifted to me or I made myself. So my grimoire, or one of my grimoires, my current deck of tarot cards, loads of my crystals, my cauldron, they were all gifted to me by either friends, my fiancé or my parents. And they've all been given to me by people who care about me, who I feel comfortable talking about my witchcraft with and who I feel safe talking about my witchcraft with. And so when I'm given these tools as gifts by those people, I feel a real sense of connection to them. And I feel like their energy is always really good and really pure. And I very rarely feel that I need to cleanse them. A lot of the time I will still cleanse them just because it's a, if I use a tool for the first time, I will cleanse it because that's a ritual of mine. But it's not to get rid of the energy of the people who bought it for me. Also, if you're looking for tools that you're going to buy, why not try looking in charity shops? It might sound a bit strange, but I've found tools in charity shops before. And, you know, they're a fraction of the price that they would be online. And they're just as good quality. And you're giving money to charity, which is always a lovely thing. So I would advise looking in charity shops for uh, tools because you can find a lot of good things. So, for example, when I went midwinter shopping with my dad, not this winter, midwinter just gone, the one before, he was looking for gifts for my mum in a vintage secondhand shop. And he actually found my cauldron in there. So I did have a sneaky peek of what my midwinter present was going to be that year. But it was just lovely to find a random cauldron sitting on the floor in this vintage secondhand shop. So definitely shop around and definitely try to look for cheaper options, but cheaper options where you know that it's still a good product you're buying. So from a charity shop or from a vintage secondhand shop and try not to get mass produced tools from a factory that have no real meaning or connection to them. Of course, if that's your only option because of money or just that is the only option you can find, then still go for it. But just be mindful of where it came from and try to put as much of your energy into your tool as possible. For my last point, what I will stress is that witchcraft is yours. You know, it's your journey. It's your path. It's very, very personal and it's very subjective. You should be able to do things at your own time, at your own pace. And you should be able to feel that what you're doing is purely yours. You're not following someone's guidelines and doing a checklist and ticking off everything that you've done. And please don't listen to people ever telling you that you're doing witchcraft wrong because there's no such thing as doing it wrong. You know, there are a few rules that I go, I personally go by and it's mainly do what you will as long as it harm none. And, you know, that's really the only rule I will ever you know, go by because it's the only real rule that I agree with. There wasn't a rule that I personally made up myself. You can make your own rules, of course. Like I have personal rules of witchcraft that I follow, but I would never expect somebody else to follow them. You know, so for example, I consider myself a hedgewitch, which means I work a lot with plants. And my only rule there would be that if you don't know what you're picking, don't pick it. <laughs> you know, and it's a very obvious rule. And I think common sense is obviously something that should be followed and whatnot. But rigid rules that are set down. No, I don't have any time for them.
So always remember that it's up to you what you do. And as long as you feel happy and as long as you feel safe and you aren't hurting anyone else and you feel that you are in a happy environment doing your witchcraft, then it's absolutely fine. You just carry on doing what you want to do. So I'm going to stop it there for today. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this and I hope I wasn't too awkward. If you have any questions, you can find me on social media. On Twitter, I'm at Ella's Element and on Instagram, I'm at in Ella's Element. So yeah, if you have any questions, feel free to hit me up with them. And I really hope you enjoyed this podcast and I hope you're looking forward to the next episode. Thank you very much for listening.